0: Freddie, you're supposed to be on lockdown.
1: Vanessa, this is my entire For You page. Hi, I'm Madison Malone-Kercher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to I See Why i Mine. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Rachel, I'm so sad. Why are you sad? Because you're going to leave me soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I am going into the great beyond, also known as France.
0: Uh, To be clear, Rachel's not leaving the show. She's just taking a vacation, and I'm uh, perhaps overly
1: attached. (laughs) Imagine if this was how I was announcing my farewell. Actually, Madison, I do have something to tell you now that we're at the red table. It's that I'm not bringing you back anything.
0: Well, we'll always have Paris. Or at least you will. I'll be here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As many vacations as you've gone on without me... I feel like this is my chance to get back at you, miss. I go into the woods once a month and escape the internet.
0: (laughs) One time in one year. I'm very excited for you. Uh, I look forward to season three of Emily in Paris. (laughs) Emilaris in Paris. Uh, Mm -hmm. Emily in Paris. Rachel in France.
1: Yes. (laughs) That rhymes. (laughs) Look.
0: I'm trying Netflix is trying I think if you ask The general uh, Population of Emily In Paris viewers They would not know That that title Is supposed to be A little rhymey play
1: I just realized That it's a rhymey play
0: This is what I'm saying <laughs> My jaw actually Just dropped
1: <laughs> Wait I've been saying Emily in Paris To you for weeks now Would you just think I was insane Yeah Sometimes you just say shit And I'm like Alright That's Madison <laughs>
0: If I had a- dollar for every person in my life who has at some point said, yeah, sometimes you just say things and I let you <laughs> and I nod, I would have at least
1: $10. I I mean, I feel like it's a sign of how much we love and respect you. Like, I, I generally assume that you're talking about something. I, I think I think that it's a deficit on my part that I don't know what you're talking about. So I just don't. I'm like, well, I'm not going to reveal that I'm more dumb. I already don't know where musical theater references. So... Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, all right. We've lost the plot, Rachel. (laughs) Perhaps
0: the best way to answer those questions would be to ask, uh, which does bring us to the theme of today's episode, because it is a mailbag day. We're opening the mailbag, and it is time for us to answer some of ICYMI guys' burning questions that you've sent to our DMs and
1: our email. Uh, Well, congrats on bringing us back to the plot, which is that we have a whole episode of read receipts today.
0: I want to see the receipts. Mm, Rachel, I believe you mean
1: rouge receipts. I can't even be mad at that one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. After the break, we will be back answering questions about TikTok sounds, cooking videos, Tumblr, and more. we're
0: back. First up, we've got a question from AC asking about a weird and pretty prevalent TikTok sound.
1: Hi, y'all.
0: Love this show. My question is about that TikTok sound that I keep hearing that's like, but Vanessa, I'm a material girl. Um, I know what a material girl is. Obviously, I know where that comes from. But who's Freddie? Why is he on lockdown? Is it because he's a robot? He kind of sounds like a robot. Um, Would love some clarity. Thanks so much.
1: AC, you've come to the right place. Madison, who's Freddy? Why is he on (laughs) lockdown? Is he a robot? It doesn't matter. We're all on lockdown. It's been years, (laughs) Freddy. To start with, we're
0: going to play the audio that AC is talking about. Freddy, you're supposed to be on lockdown. Vanessa, I'm a material girl. To pick apart this audio, you actually need to know that there are two different trends converging to create this Vanessa, I'm a material girl meme. Uh, That's the only impression you're getting. You're welcome. Near the end of last year, a clip of the song Material Girl, uh, not the one by Madonna, but by Saucy Santana, starts making the rounds on TikTok. Material
1: girl. Chanel's the pearls. That's the trick that it takes to keep the girl.
0: People used it to post videos of bits of luxury they were indulging in or jokes about indulging in luxury because TikTok loves earnestness and irony in equal measure. So this could be like someone buying an actual luxury Chanel handbag in a Chanel store or it could be, you know, for me, the personal height of luxury, which is going to McDonald's to buy myself an afternoon depression Diet Coke.
1: Um, we will talk more about that after the show,
0: but keep going. While this trend was uh, surging forth, another trend starts emerging over on Gamer Talk. Over there, people are making jokes about a clip from the latest entry in the Five Nights at Freddy's video game series, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. In the game, you wander around a closed mall while being hunted by uh, what I can best describe as murderous Chuck E. Cheese-esque animatronic
1: robots. That sounds like my fucking nightmare. Chuck E. Cheese scared me as a child, and Chuck E. Cheese-like robots scare me even more as an adult. Rachel, I don't think you need to fear
0: Charles' entertainment cheese.
1: (laughs) Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) So
0: in that game is a scene where security guard Vanessa confronts the titular Freddy, who is one of the animatronics. Freddy, you're supposed to be on lockdown. Uh, Officer Vanessa, I, I, I do not know how I got here. Well, you totally People did. started playing with this audio, making Freddy respond with just all sorts of answers. Freddy, you're supposed to be on lockdown.
1: Vanessa, where the hell have you been, Loka? Vanessa,
0: life goes on, 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 on. Vanessa, we don't talk about blue. No, 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 no. And then somebody finally merges these two trends, giving us Vanessa... I'm a
1: material girl. I had come across this TikTok audio organically and loved it. Had no idea where it came from. I was just like, what a wild world the internet is. And now that I know, I'm still just like, wow, what a wild world the internet is. I love this.
0: It's just another illustration of how rapidly TikTok can iterate on itself and how much TikTokers, to my glee, love to weave together different memes and jokes that come from the app. Sometimes you can only understand TikTok if you are always on TikTok, uh, which does lend itself to the overwhelming feeling that you're always missing something, Just why we're here.
1: Stream ICYMI.
0: Except when we're not, because let's be real, uh, to, to be human is not to be on TikTok 24 hours a day.
1: What do you mean? I just have it always going in the background. I'm worried. I'm really <laughs> glad you're taking that vacation.
0: <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> Listener Kevin writes... You're probably already looking into this, but what in the world is going on with at the Shaba Kitchen on TikTok? They make that weird grape pasta video and videos of countless other disgusting concoctions and I need to know what it all means. The incongruous ingredients? The copious amounts of parsley and charcuterie cheeses? The refusal to boil pasta? Seven question marks. Are they serious? Is this some kind of kink? No shame. What's happening?
1: Kevin, you've come to the right place. Once again, all of you have come to the right place. I
0: also would like a dollar for every person who over the course of making this show has asked us if a cooking video is secretly a kink thing.
1: The answer is always yes, I'm sorry to say, unless it comes from the Food Network, in which case, if it's a kink, it's by accident. The Shaba Kitchen, however, seems to be trading on the weird videos that emerged sometime during the pandemic that feature a woman, usually, standing behind a beautiful kitchen island. I'm always jealous of their kitchens. And a man is recording her. You only hear him. You never see him. I have never once in my life seen the man recording the video, but he's just encouraging her in a way that is reminiscent of pornography And the Shaba kitchen specifically is in the genre of a woman cooking in her extremely beautiful kitchen while seemingly her partner films her. And they post unhinged videos like the aforementioned weird grape pasta, which consists of green grapes, brie, bow tie pasta, walnuts, and Parmesan cheese.
0: And I'm just gonna slowly pour these into here in our casserole dish. And you're going to want to evenly distribute these, making sure there's none on top of the cheese, and you'll see why in a bit. Now I'm going to take some whole walnuts, and I'm just going to add these right on top of our grapes here,
1: just like that. Can I say something controversial? Oh, God, what are you about to say? It doesn't sound that bad. Oh, my God. It's like a hot chicken salad kind of thing. Madison, this is where your whiteness shows. I look, I'm not trying to hide. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So the the issue with the pasta is less of the ingredients, which I'm not going to say I agree with Madison. But if it was in like a fancy chicken salad at a restaurant, I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's that that the way that they cook this pasta, as listener Kevin points out, is that they combine all of the ingredients beforehand, usually with cream cheese. They they like cream cheese, um, and then they stir it all together. Keep in mind, the pasta is uncooked at this point. There's there's very little water involved. They stir it all together, and then they stick it in the oven, and then they take it out. And when they when they take it out, they always do this, like, stirring sound, and it just always – it sounds so wet, and I don't like it. It's really uncomfortable. Shut up, Madison. <laughs> I see the face you're making.
0: You didn't even let me get in my, you know, before they cook it, it's Rasta joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some of the other non-pasta dishes include a deep-fried avocado with a hard-boiled egg inside and some, let's say, imaginative chicken leg preparations. Uh, Just imagine, like, the most dirty things you could do with a chicken leg. That's pretty much what we're talking about.
1: Okay, maybe don't... We're talking... Listen, I don't trust that our audience won't go too far. It's not that dirty. It is weird. Anyway. trust them. I believe. (laughs) What's... Fascinating about this specific account is that it only has 12 videos posted, but 10 of them have over a million views, with five of those breaking 10 million views, which lets me know that the Shaba Kitchen knows exactly what it's doing. It's trading on the genre, which I think first emerged on Facebook video. That is where I first encountered mm-hmm. a lot of these videos. And they were all in the kind of lineage of Tasty videos, BuzzFeed Tasty videos, um, but BuzzFeed Tasty, while they did use copious amounts of cream cheese, did not seem to be running an at-home porn studio in their house
0: that we know of. If you know anything <laughs> to the contrary, we we are listening. Um, yeah, it's true. I actually The Shop of Kitchen has like a pretty big Facebook arm too with like tens of thousands of followers over there, so it does make sense that this is like the logical conclusion. Uh, so to answer your question, Kevin. <laughs> uh I feel we have explained to you why this stuff goes viral, which you uh, already had a pretty good hand on. But uh, as we've said before, when it comes to weird food videos, this definitely
1: just might be kink content. And if it's working for you, we're happy for you. No shame in this game. The only shame is if you make this food. And I feel like at least 70% of the views on these videos are all people asking the same questions that Kevin asked. And the other 30% are the ones that were like, no shame in the game. So what you're saying is
0: if I hypothetically had some great brie walnut pasta cooking right now in my oven, I would be
1: shamed? Yes. Cool, cool. Keep that to your, that's an inside thought. After the break, we've got more inside thoughts. We're going to be talking
0: about core memory TikTok and, uh, well, here's a phrase I never thought I'd say, horse plinko tumbler.
1: Split Screen Kid Nation, a six part podcast from CBC. Available now.
0: Hey, I see why am I, guys. If you want to support the great journalism Slate does, consider joining Slate Plus. It means you'll get no ads on any Slate podcast, including your favorite one. Oh, come on, don't make me say it. I see why am I. But seriously, this show would not be possible without support. And Slate Plus really does help us keep making episode after episode every week. You'll get bonus segments or extra episodes of shows like Slow Burn and Amicus, Culture Gab Fest. You'll get unlimited reading on the Slate website, access to every article and advice column Slate has to offer, and you'll never, ever hit the paywall. Sign up at Slate.com slash I-C-Y-M-I plus. Again, that's Slate.com slash I-C-Y-M-I plus. All right, we are back with another question. This one comes from listener Molly.
1: Molly asks, I took some time off from the internet to study for the GRE. A, congrats for actually taking time off. B, congrats on taking the GRE. Back to the question. And when I came back to my favorite and only social media platform, Tumblr, Molly, I love you, everyone was going absolutely nuts about Horse Plinko. I think I missed round one of the meme, and now it's completely incomprehensible. Where did it come from? Why did it suddenly get so popular? Is it okay to still be on Tumblr in 2022? I'm putting this in the category of questions
0: that I cannot be certain you did not submit from an (laughs) alt email, Rachel.
1: (laughs) I would never fake taking the GRE, not even in an email. (laughs) Like, Godspeed to you, Molly. I do need to come clean and tell you that the minute
0: I hear the word Plinko, I immediately hear Macklemore in my head. Why? There's that line in Can't Hold Us where he's like, got that Bob Barker suit game and Plinko in my style. Money. And I just, it's it's playing in my head right now. And I I wanted it playing
1: in your head too. Oh my God, that's what he's saying? What did you think he was saying? I don't know. I think I'm realizing that I don't actually listen to song lyrics. (laughs) I think I just hear sounds and a beat, and I'm like, all right, cool, we're going. Because the amount of times you've told me what people are saying in a song, and I was just like, what? Like, Venom? I'm still not over that. Venom. <laughs> anyway. He actually
0: says Venom. Okay, so Rachel,
1: <laughs> I
0: must ask, because yes. I, like Molly, have no idea what's going on here.
1: What's Horse Plinko? <laughs> and why is it on Tumblr? Okay, so we got to start from the very beginning, which is uh, a gif of a CGI horse falling through a Plinko board. Does that make any more sense? No, but I'm going to make it make sense. Thank you. <laughs> so Plinko is the infamous, famous Price is Right game of chance where in which these tokens get dropped down a board with like rows of bumpers throughout and they bounce the token into a random slide at the bottom and there's like money associated I'm gonna be honest I've never actually watched the prices right so this is all me kind of conjecturing on what Plinko is we get
0: it you're young
1: (laughs) anyway so the horse gift has nothing to do originally with Plinko I know this comes as a (laughs) shock continue please I beg (laughs) It actually comes from a 2017 video made by two students at the University of Minnesota. The video has to do with kind of like simulating the movement of objects, but I, I, I cannot emphasize enough that I am not equipped to go any further on the subject of, and I quote, applying the alternating direction method of multipliers optimization algorithm to implicit time integration of elastic bodies. So this is where the knowledge of the original video stops. It's a student video that has to do with people who are much smarter than I am. Go gophers. <laughs> Why did you know that? I just, I just do. Anyway, okay, well, more to discuss after this recording. But the, the, this is also where the internet stops, as in just the GIF, nothing to do with the alternating direction method of multipliers. Nobody is posting this horse animation on Tumblr to get into computer science weeds. They're just laughing at a horse that's tumbling down through some pegs.
0: (laughs) Okay, this is actually finally starting to make sense to me. That's Mm -hmm. the first sentence you've said where I have nodded my head and gone, ah, Mm -hmm. I see now.
1: Yes, horse tumbled down through pegs. Keep that in mind. In 2017, this GIF was posted on Tumblr by Fruits of the Web, phenomenal username, and received over 12,000 likes and reblogs between 2017 and 2020, which is like a decent showing, but not a lot. Okay, uh, that was five years ago. Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) 2017 was five years ago. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, that was five years ago. Shit starts popping off in August 2021 because somebody takes the gif, realizes what a horse falling through some pegs looks like, Plinko, and adds the phrase horse Plinko at the top. And, importantly, a fire animation at the bottom. (laughs) So it looks like the horse is falling into an incinerator. Again, I'm nodding. This makes sense. (laughs) So (laughs) this version starts popping up on YouTube, Reddit, and Discord for the next few months. But from what I can suss out, deduce, the instance that Molly is specifically referring to is when it popped back up in December of 2021. Because Tumblr user at skull-syrup posted a version of the gif rotated 90 degrees, so it looked like the horse was moving from left to right, running away from the incinerator, rather than falling down to the bottom of the incinerator. That post gained a little over 35,000 likes and reblogs in four days. If you, like me, are trying your
0: damnedest to picture a Plinko board, a horse the flames (laughs) the horse running from the flames we will we will share some of these things on twitter
1: yes yes we will and that's horse plinko um to answer the more important question of is it okay to still be on tumblr in 2022 the answer is yes no shame no shame in this game
0: yeah the only the only shame in the game is uh i don't i'm trying to make a plinko joke and i can't get there all right you're in (laughs) luck no pun (laughs) yes christmas came early Really early. Um, Now that Horse Plinko is out of the way, though, let's wrap things up with a question from listener Ryan about Core Memory TikTok.
1: Hey, all I'm just wondering what's going on with all these TikTok videos with Core Memory and the Inside Out music playing. They're weird and a little annoying. I have noticed this, the phrase Core Memory becoming part of the TikTok lexicon along with Material Girl. But I didn't actually know there was a trend associated with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Ryan, I get it. This is so earnest, it is physically painful. Um, However, apparently I'm just aging at a rapid rate because I I find it kind of sweet. (laughs) Wow. Look, I am who I am. (laughs) What Ryan's talking about is a genre of video where people post what are called their core memories. Like, I've seen, you know, videos of a woman who, like, gets her law degree or somebody getting engaged. Way, way, way too many gender reveals. It's weird to have a party about your kid's genitalia, but okay.
1: Oh. What? How is that? Whose core memory? Is that the core memory for the parents or for the child? When you said gender reveal, I was like, oh, my God, trans people coming out. But no. Now,
0: uh, no. No, no, no. Uh, core memory for the parents. So the phrase itself comes from the movie Inside Out, uh, which uh, Ryan alluded to, where core memories are major events in a person's life, and those memories define who we are. The plot of the movie is that the core memories are gone. Oh, no. What are we going to do? Mindy Kaling, help.
1: I got to say, all these core memories sound really happy, and I feel like my core memories are not not happy we can unpack that. We've got a lot of things we're unpacking off mic after this show. I don't know
0: what it is about the mailbag, but we are just wilding today. So the videos themselves have one of two songs usually playing. So one option is a piano piece by musician Dorian Marco. Here's that. For the other song, and this one's my favorite, is the song Bundle of Joy from the Inside Out soundtrack. Uh, though, interestingly enough, it does seem like there are two versions of the Inside Out track going around, one of which is a little slowed down and pitched a little lower than the real version, probably to skirt around copyrights. <laughs> As we've said many times on the show, TikTok does make it tough to find the starting point for a trend, but there are tons of videos from the last, let's say, month where this really takes off. And honestly, it's not much more than, you know, a trend that sits squarely in one of TikTok's favorite places and one of the best growth hacks on the app, which is being genuine and almost embarrassingly sincere.
1: Also, importantly, if your core memories are things like weddings, engagements, gender reveals, you're probably dressed up for it and you look nice. So it's a good way to show people you looking your best. Again, my core memory is not me looking my best.
0: <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, what was that trend we talked about? Was it future self or former self? Oh,
1: yeah. It was like past self or some shit like past
0: that. Past self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like writing open letters to mm-hmm. little tiny you who hasn't grown up and figured things out yet. Yeah. Same, same mm-hmm.
1: sort of heartstring tug. Oh, uh, that song that whatever song played on there was really sad. I loved it. Wow, we absolutely have to end here because Rachel just admitted
0: she genuinely liked something earnest on TikTok. We will catch you in our next episode.
1: All right, that was the very chaotic show. We will be back in your feed on Saturday, so definitely subscribe. It's the best way to never miss more chaos. Maybe next time we will actually delve into the many reasons me and Madison should go to therapy. If you have any more questions that you want us to answer, please, please send them to us at ICYMI underscore pod on Twitter or email them to us at ICYMI at Slate We love hearing from y'all and y'all have incredible questions, clearly.
0: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. We're edited by Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank. Amber Smith is Senior Manager of Podcast Audience Development. Alicia
1: Montgomery is Executive Producer of Slate
0: Podcast. See you online. Or in Paris.
1: Or maybe just because a minor key always makes people tear up. Well, if it's pitched down, it doesn't necessarily mean it's in a minor oh, key. I- Madison, please, I was trying to sound smart, <laughs> and you, you just had to do it, didn't you? <laughs> go, go first. <laughs>